Yeah, you already know what it is, man. You already know what it is. You already know what it is. You're hearing the, the, the dulcet tones of Miss Aretha Franklin, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. All right? You got the mayor in the building, a.k.a. RM Desk, a.k.a. Lefty Nice, a.k.a. Kip Stash. Get at me. We got two hours tonight. We going in. I'm going to take my time. I got a lot of stuff to go over and talk about. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to get at some people tonight. I hope you all feel the way. Put your big boy pants on. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to talk to you straight. Because we all grown folks here. Um, I hope everybody had a nice day. You know what I'm saying? Hope everybody's enjoying it. You know, the beginning of um, some, some, some nicer weather. You know what I mean? Even though it's still, you know, it's raining and stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, where do I start? So much where do I start? There's so much to talk about, man. You know, baseball's in full gear. You already know how what it is. Subway series is popping. Yankees in the Mets, so we're going to touch on that. Um, we're going to talk some football. So I know y'all like to talk about football. We're going to get into the AFC East tonight. We're going to continue our little early uh, chop up with the NFL, since a lot of people like to talk about the NFL. So we're going to get it popping on that note. Um, game seven, Stanley Cup Finals, Boston Bruins and St. Louis Blues tomorrow night. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about the NBA Finals, the Toronto Raptors and the um, Golden State Warriors. All right. Um, we're going to talk about the WNBA. And um, we're going to get into it. So if you want to chop it up, man, 954-246-0398 is the mathematics. My man Wacko Bob is holding me down behind the boards. So you know what it is. The phone lines are straight, so make your presence felt. Or just fall back and listen to the show. You know what I mean? Get something in your system. Get something right. Get yourself right. It's Tuesday night. You know what I'm saying? And um, let's get it popping. All right? This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass. You got me, the mayor, a.k.a. RM Desk, a.k.a. Lefty Nice in the building, man. Um, you can get at me on Twitter. All right, at RM Desk. All right, we got a um, Facebook page after further review on Facebook. So um, if you want to leave a comment, good, bad, or indifferent, all right, we can chop it up there. Um, actually, VR Network is the spot. Mixer is power in this situation. And um, we're about to get into a thing, man. Um, I like, you know, I'm taking my time. I'm, you know, I'm being, you know, a little bit, you know, careful with my words and all that because I'm going to get into a thing tonight. I might hurt some people's feelings tonight. But you know what? It don't matter. I'm the same. I'm, I'm the same me, man, on or off the air. You know what I mean? So if you, 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 gotta, you got something that you want to talk about, we can get into it. You know what I'm saying? We can talk and uh, we can get on each other's nerves and be respectful at the same time. But um, if you don't know how to be respectful, um, I, can, I can deal with that too. So it's all good. All right? Um, what do I want to get into first? Oh, I know what I want to get into first. NBA Finals. Kevin Durant. Toronto Raptors. Nick Nurse. Stephon Curry. I don't call him Steph Curry because that's, that's, that's like the difference between rap and hip-hop. If you're not really serious, you go call him Steph because you're not respect. That's not his name. His name is Stephen Curry. First of all, oh, yeah, I'm going to get at y'all tonight, yo, because a lot of y'all been talking, y'all been talking a lot of nonsense, and ain't nobody been saying nothing. I don't know if you're scared 
or if you try to be Mr. Politeness Man or in, the, in these days and times, politeness person, I don't want to offend nobody. Everybody, everybody act like they, their nerves are so frayed and, and you know what I mean? They're so sensitive. I'm getting back. I'm, let me turn my hat to the back and I'm going to get into a thing. Why do people perpetrate stunts and fake so much and want to act like they're the, they're the biggest cheerleaders of the world when they're actually not? I'm not going to get into the thing. Like we know the whole story about Kevin Durant. He was hurt, you know what I mean? And he wasn't really supposed to come back. I don't think he should have came back at all. But I see, I think that, you know, this whole situation is a classic, um, a classic episode of, you know, falling for the okie doke. Listening to your peer group, social media, all right, pressure bust pipes. And I think that Kevin Durant was in a unique situation, you know, trying to, you know, come back from his injury to, you know, play in the, you know, in the, in the, in the NBA finals. I think it was a lot of pressure put on him, you know what I mean? And added on to that pressure was the situation it being him in his impending free agency. So, the, the 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 story basically is well if he's not playing you know um, he's leaving he's not going to stay with the Golden State Warriors he's going to sign somewhere else next year why are you worrying about where he's signing next year when he's still not a hundred percent so he comes back last night does his numbers in the first quarter I'm not mad at Kevin Durant you know what I mean he tried he, you know he's 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 a he's a true epitome of you know trying to work some things out. Then he gets hurt again. The focus is not on him and his injury. The focus is on the Toronto Raptors crowd and how they were cheering for him. And, they, you know, it was so disrespectful and everybody puts on their holier-than-thou hat. Oh, that was so disrespectful. Oh, and you know what? Again, we got to look at who we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a bunch of snotty nose. Cats that feel like they're entitled to something. They ain't never seen nothing. They ain't never did nothing. And they ain't never been through nothing. Okay? And, and, and you sit back and you look on the social media or whatever, you know, whatever shows you like to listen to or whatever, and you can tell who ain't never did nothing. You can tell who ain't never seen nothing. Because let me tell you something. Everything that happens in sports has happened before. Y'all want to act like, oh, my God, I've never seen this before. You, you, and you're absolutely right because you're a young ass and you've never seen it before because you ain't never been nowhere. You just got here. Understand that. What they did last night to Kevin Durant was nothing compared to what they did to Michael Irvin when he was laying on the ground in Philly. Okay? So I'm not, I'm not really trying to hear from none of these newfangled weirdos. Oh, that was the worst thing I've seen. The Toronto Raptors fans, the crowd, so disrespectful. Knock it off. Knock it off, yo. Because if you watch the entire situation, when Kevin Durant was leaving off the court, what was they doing? They were saluting him. They was cheering for him. Yeah, of course. You're going to have those people that, oh, yeah, in the finals. It's competition. Of course, they're going to be glad to see him out the game. They didn't want him to come in. The, they didn't want him to play in the first place. Since Kevin Durant was like the big boogeyman, the elephant in the room. 
oh, the Warriors are down three games to one. But you know what? Soon as Kevin Durant comes back, everything is going to be great. Regardless of the fact that you've got Stephon Curry on the squad, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, DeMarcus Cousins, and a host of others. Shout out to Jordan Bell. Shout out to the kid McKinney. Shout out to Keon Dooley. Shout out to those guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. But it was all about Kevin Durant. And I understand that, you know, in in this climate, you have to kind of like show and prove. You kind of like got to shut people up. I get it. I get it, Kevin Durant. I get it. I'm not mad at you, my guy. But being a Knicks fan, yo, we could have, you know, you could have sat that one out. You could have sat this entire entire finals out. You could have sat it out. Because it's to me, in my humble opinion, and if you don't agree or if you want to talk about it, chop it up, 954-246-0398. In my humble opinion, I would rather you be at 110% efficiency than be at 75 or 80% with an Achilles tear. You can't come back out there with an Achilles tear and expect to just run around and, and do the things that you was doing before you got injured. That's an 8 to 12-month injury. So you rush them back, and again, now, you know, now the weirdos are going to be talking about, well, you know, you know, nobody can tell him what to do, and knock it off, man. That's what, and we're going to get into it tonight, because I ain't scared of none of y'all. And I got game, I got clap, my clap that game is on a thousand. Ask that dude who tried to get at me today. My clap that game is on a thousand. Don't get it twisted, please. Matter of fact, I invite you so we can see where you at with yours. Cause it, it, I, and I don't want to you know, toot my own horn or pat myself on the back or nothing, but it, when, I, when, when, I say my, when I speak my piece being on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, even when I'm on shows, shout out to Rev T, when I'm on people's shows, it gets quiet. I don't know what that's about. But it gets very, very quiet when I'm making my when I'm speaking my mind. Because usually, you know, if you say something and people don't agree with, they're gonna jump down your throat and they're gonna jump on you and they're gonna call you all kind of names and they're gonna you know make all types of threats and have memes on you and try to you know make you know make you look like a bad person. I invite it, bring it. They don't call me Captain Clapback for nothing. I'm gonna hurt your feelings, straight like that. I got more game than Parker Brothers and Milton Bradley. Remember Milton Bradley? He used to play for the Red Sox or whatever. So I just think a lot of people, man, they take this, they take this social media stuff for granted, and they think that, you know, because you're a person of a certain age or whatever, you can't, you know, you're not supposed to answer these millennials back. Man, knock it off. I don't know how many, how many times I got to tell you, I'm from the Richard Pryor era. I'm from the Eddie Murphy era. The Red Fox era. If you try to get funny with me, I'm going to get hilarious with you. And I'm going to hurt your feelings. You ain't ready for this smoke. I got liquid smoke. You're not ready for it. So sitting back and watching, you know, the social medias and everybody, you know, acting and, 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 and perpetrating the fraud and faking like, oh, Kevin Durant, we feel so sorry. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because those are the same people who act like they feel sorry for Kevin Durant are the same one that was questioning his integrity with Golden State. 
Why isn't he coming back yet? They need him to come back. He should come back. Why he can't come back in his own terms? I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure you people out, man. You tried to do Kawhi Leonard the same way last year when he was San Antonio. And Kawhi Leonard wasn't having it. That's why Kawhi Leonard is my favorite player in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard was hurt. He said, I'll come back when I feel like coming back. You can talk about me. You can say whatever you want to say and do whatever you need to do. I'm not coming back till I feel like coming back. That's the difference between Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant felt the pressure. And I don't know why. Because he's the MVP of the last two NBA finals. What pressure should he feel? Let's just say Let me just say one thing here. Yeah. You're looking at a situation here now where they're gonna have to offer Kevin Durant a lot just to bring him back. And you know, and I'll tell you right now, this injury Kevin Durant has could have him miss an entire season and they're gonna have to let they're gonna have to pay him for it. Yeah. They really are. I mean, Kevin Durant's in a good situation to still be yeah. over there. And I'll tell you right now, if they lose this series because they let they did things too wrong with Kevin Durant, this proves what a lot of people are saying that he's the best player in basketball today. So they're gonna have they're gonna have to do a lot to appease Kevin Durant, and that is something that Warrior fans and people who are watching this this series period are going to have to mm-hmm. look at in the NBA championship. So that's something that, that's got to be looked at. There are things to consider, and that's one thing that they have to consider. Yeah, 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 no doubt. I mean, you know, Durant, you know, Kevin Durant, he has the option. So my thing is, I, and, and I look at it like this, you know, he has the option. If I'm Kevin Durant, like you said, the ball is definitely in his court. You know what I mean? Big pun intended. Shout out to Big Pun, rest in peace. Um, yeah, man. The ball is definitely in his court. He could do. He could take the option with Golden State, sit out a year, and go into free agency next year. Or, as somebody tried to beat me in the head with later, earlier today, was that whatever team can still sign Kevin Durant and throw a bunch of money at him. Because he's going to get a bunch of money regardless. All right? So, for example, Bob, the Knicks, they, throw, they throw a bunch of money at Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? And, and, and have him sit out, and he can rehab all next year. He just missed all next year. He's a wrap. It's a done. It's a done deal for him for next year. Okay, we have we. You know, it's, the precedent has been set for that. You know, the Philadelphia 76ers, They did it with Ben Simmons. They did it with Joel Embiid. Okay, so they, they you know they drafted those guys and then they put them away. Okay, so it can kind of be the same situation here with Durant. If you want to sign him, you can sign him, and then just they put him away for a year. It's been done before. So again, I you know it's still to me, um, you know, like you said, you know, Durant is just, you know establishes the best player in the NBA. So why wouldn't you take a chance on him? Why wouldn't you take a chance on him? You know what I mean? So again, I think that you know a lot of a lot of things can develop. You know, so people were saying that, um, you know, it changes the, 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 the balance of the free agency situation. I really don't think so. I think, I think everything is the same. I, I think everything is... Go ahead. I know. I was just going to say, I agree. I agree totally with you there. Yeah. I, no, no, nothing's, really, nothing's really changed. Like you said, 
you know, he's he's the you know he's the best thing going right now in the NBA, and he's shown and proved proven that you know he he could you know do what he needs to do. So I think that you know give him a year, you know give he's going to get a year off regardless, Bob. So that that's where we are with Kevin Durant. So next season is done. It's a done deal. And now the thing is that who's going to take a, who's going to take a chance on him? Is he going to you know exercise his right to free agency, or is he going to take that option and opt in with Golden State? and sit on the bench with them for a year. And, and, and to me, I wouldn't be mad if he did that either. Because look at how Golden State did Kevin Durant. They just wanted him to they just wanted him to be out there. Win or lose, they just wanted him to be out there if he was healthy or not. So take the money from Golden State, sit on the bench for Golden State for a year, you know what I'm saying, and then leave after next season. Be out. I or agree. You can go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying I agree. I know where you're going with it. I agree. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Or he could he could sit on he could sit on the bench for somebody else, and then you know just just, just wait till next to, to the year after next, and it'll be like they have a dra- it'll be like a, a insulated draft pick. You know what I mean? They got that because so I, because and I saw the Sixers do it with Embiid and Ben Simmons. That's that's why. When that popped, that idea kind of popped into my head. I said, "Yeah, great. Anybody can still sign him. You know, the Lakers or whoever, whoever wants to sign Kevin Durant and offer him a max deal, give him a max deal. That's all. So, so to me, but I want to get back at these so-called sympathizers, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, the phony baloney guys, the ones that claim that they know everything, but they really don't know nothing." They're just full of hyperbole. They want to yell and scream, and they're not proactive. They're reactive, Bob. Okay, so like I said, if Kevin Durant would have would, would not have played, he would have been a, a, a villain. Oh, he should have came back, and he should have played. And But he played, and now he got hurt, and now everybody's acting like they're so sympathetic to Kevin Durant's situation when they're really not. Everything, and you know what this was all about? This was all about them being the best, them getting yet another championship ring, and them basically being just absolute desperation from the people to the players to the coaches. It's like, and everything looked like desperation. Now we got to have Kevin Durant back. Come on, do it. Come on. It's no different yeah, than what well, happened. Every- it's no different than what happened to the Knicks when they when it looked like they were going to win the championship, but they didn't have Patrick Ewing and they had to face right, three right. seven foot monsters. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. We had we we played San Antonio in the finals. We had that's the year we had Spreewell and and, and and Chris Childs and all those guys. But Patrick Ewing was hurt. Right, right, right. We lost to the Spurs. But yeah, man. I mean, and then and then Bob, it gets even crazier than that because you know they got to move into a new arena in San Francisco next year. So they got to have something to bring into that arena. If, even if they don't have an NBA championship to bring to that arena, they got to have something. And you know that team is not going to be the same. For all that, we're, we're brothers and we go through the fire together and all that. That's a bunch of nonsense. That's a bunch of nonsense. Them dudes can't wait to get out of there. Clay Thompson can't wait to get out of there. Boogie Cousins can't wait to get out of there. I don't know what they're going to do with Draymond Green, but I know when they move into that new building in San Francisco next season, that team is not going to be the same. So Durant has a decision to make. 
Is he going to just sit on that bench and, and, and ride it out for a year and make Golden State pay him his money and then leave? Because then that will be the question. You know what I'm saying? Because he'll be up for free agency again because he has an opt-out. He, he can opt. He can opt to stay or he can opt to leave. Okay? So we'll just be going through the same drama next year if he opts to stay in Golden State. If he opts to leave Golden State, then the only thing, you know, the only thing they're going to, you know, whatever team he decides to go to is just going to have a spot for him on the bench. He's going to have his own seat on the bench for every game. That's it. Why he's rehabbing. And I'm not mad at that. You know, but a lot of pressure's on the Golden State Warriors, like you said, the pressure to 3 P. okay? The pressure to, you know, it, it, you get into it, you know, they're moving into a new building, and, and, and it's a whole bunch of stuff going on, man. But back to the game a little bit, Wacko. Um, you know, back in the day when Jordan then was, you know, kept, you know, was doing the three-peats and all of that, you know, it seemed like, you know, the, 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 uh, the underlying theme of that was that the NBA is fixed. They want Jordan to win. I watched this game last night, Wacko Bob, and, and that thought kept coming into my head like, yo, is this fixed? Are, 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 we, all, are we all being bamboozled here? Because Kawhi Leonard, first of all, Kawhi Leonard went on a run late in the game. I think it was about uh, two minutes to go. Kawhi Leonard scored like eight, like eight straight points. Why would Nick Nurse call a timeout? You had Golden State on their heels. You was about to win the championship. You was about to win the title. Kawhi Leonard was going ham. He was going berserk. He hit a he hit a a, a right handed floater in the lane. He hit a three, and I think he hit another three. Why would Nick Nurse call timeout to to to, to stop that momentum? I, I don't get. It. And then. And then when Golden State, I think Golden State was down one, they were bringing the ball up court, and Draymond Green does an over and back. When the last time you seen that in the, in the NBA Finals in a potential closeout game? You know, I, 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 just, I just feel like, yo, and, a, and then after all of that happened, you know, you, 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 you get the ball in Kawhi's hand, Kawhi kicks it over to, to, to uh, I think, Van Fleet. Van Fleet kicks it to, to Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry takes a jumper from the left corner. And, and, and he missed it. Now, the people were like, oh, why did you give the ball to Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry blew it. No, he didn't. That shot got blocked. Draymond Green, Draymond, Draymond Green got a piece of that shot. He got a piece of it. But my question is not even that. My question to Kawhi Leonard is, why you didn't pass the ball over to Danny Green? Danny Green was wide open on the right side. Danny Green was wide open on the right side. Why you didn't give it to him? So uh, uh, a lot of that stuff, you know, makes me think. I don't want to fall for the okey-doke, man. I'm not into the tomfoolery and the nonsense. I love sports too much to ever, you know, think that it could be fixed or anything could be, you know, um, they could be pulling the wool over our eyes and all that. I, 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 I got to give them a little bit more credit than that. You know what I'm saying? But it just, yo, man, I'm like, yo, I cannot figure this out for the life of me. Like, what the hell is going on? You know, they had, you know, they still had, you know, they had one more game to play at Oracle. Okay. Then this thing will go to seven games. And then what? 
So now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do I figure this out with the NBA? And I don't trust Adam Silver. I don't trust Adam Silver at all. I don't like how he's the commissioner of the NBA. And I don't like how he's handled the NBA. I, I, I really don't. I get you try to expand the game, and I, I get all of that nonsense. I get that. But when it comes down to certain situations with certain people, you kind of act different ways. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I'm not really going to get into bashing Adam Silver because I don't know him personally like that, but I see how he moves, and I don't like how he moves. And I don't like the circumstances that the NBA puts themselves in. Because to me, Bob, and no disrespect, I know you're a big wrestling dude. I know you're a big wrestling dude. Shout out to Sonny Cruz. I know you're a big wrestling dude. But to me, the NBA is kind of teetering on the WWE in a tiny sort of way. It's teetering on that. Yeah, because they're, right. they're looking for anything to make marketing happen, and that's right. the thing. Right, right, that's right, absolutely. Absolutely. And people keep telling me all the time, man, or, you know, all my big homies, you know, I got some people that, that work down on Fifth Avenue at the NBA, you know, they, they, and, and they tell me, you know, quiet is kept. I'm not going to say nobody's names, but they say that it's about entertainment value. They want the, they, they want the team with the bigger market to win. They want to stretch the, and, and they've been saying that since the Jordan days, Bob, you know? But it's mighty funny that Jordan never had a, a finals go seven games. It was six against Phoenix. I think six against Utah. You know what I'm saying? But so, so to me, the theory doesn't really hold no water. But if you watch these games and how they, and how they unfold, like really, Draymond Green is going to do an over and back. How long have you been playing basketball, yo? How long have you been playing basketball? So to me, it's a lot of funny stuff that goes on, man. You know, and I'm not, and you notice I didn't say nothing about the referees till just now. I, I I try to you know keep away from you know falling back on that you know the referees and and yo the referees, man, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yo. And, and I think that that you know that falls in, under my umbrella of what are we watching here? Are we watching some scripted stuff? Is that is this stuff being scripted? For real, because you'll make a you'll make a, a, a call, a touch call in the first half, and that same call you make in the second half. Why? So I'm I'm trying I'm trying to figure out and understand what's going on, man, with the NBA, man. And, and again, I think you hit it right on the head, uh, Wacko. I got Wacko Bob in the building with me, holding me down. Um, you know, it's about marketing. It's about getting bread. It's about getting money. They got to pay these contracts. You know what I'm saying? But then to me, I'm like, well, you got the TV money. Every team is getting a, a piece of that anyway. So what's the big deal? And every team that's getting a piece of that TV money, they use it to pay the players. So what is the big marketing thing? You're getting your bread regardless. If you don't get it from the, if you don't get it from the fans, you're getting it from the, you get it from the networks. So you're getting the money regardless. So who are you trying to kid? So, I, I mean, you know, and, and again, it goes back to a lot of, you know, trying to, you know, grow the game. And like you said, it's about marketing, you know, and, and cats tell me all the time, and I refuse to believe it. 
I refuse to believe it. I give him the benefit of the doubt. I said, there's no way. He said, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's about marketing and, and it's entertainment. It's for entertainment. It's not about, it's not about the game no more. It's not about the, 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 the sport no more. It's about entertainment. So whoever is, you know, the people want to see, that's who's going to win. I know it sounds crazy, but it just is what it is. That's the way of the world, man. And um, I'm not here to um, kind of like be on some cookie-cutter stuff. I don't do that. I look at it for what it is. I've been watching this for a long time, and, I, and I'm not one to be hypnotized by it. I, and I call it out. What you going to do? Beat me up? Be mad? That's all you can do is be mad. Because you're scared to say it. Just people, just people, just people, just people, just people, just be behind you and all that. You don't have no integrity. Jayla Rose said it best. Jayla Rose is like, yo, these, these, these cats right here, they don't worry about nothing but a dollar sign. And I think that's a shame. And, you know, as much, you know, as, and, and it bleeds over to every sport. NFL. MLB, even the NHL, you know what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, it, 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 it kind of like cheats the fan. Because, you know, we grow accustomed to our teams, you know what I mean? Whether you want to rep for your local, wherever you're from, or you like whatever team you like. You know, that becomes, you know, that becomes a piece of you. Like me, for example. I'm a Knicks fan. I've been a Knicks fan forever. I'm a be. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a dire Knicks fan. I'm a dire Yankee fan. Good, bad, or indifferent. And you already know about my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You already know. Syracuse. Shout out to Coach Behan. Like I, I. And I mean, like, I'm not one to jump all over the place to go with who's winning. And you know my famous saying. I should, I should have that uh, trademarked. They don't care about who's, who's playing the game. They care about who's winning the game. That's the only thing that these people care about. And when I say these people, I mean this new generation. Everybody wants to get paid, but nobody wants to earn their money. Think about it. Everybody wants to get paid, but nobody wants to earn their money. So my thing is to call it out. And, I mean, I know I'm in the minority, and that's cool, but I'd rather be in the minority speaking facts than be in the majority and walk around my head in the clouds, oblivious to what the hell is going on. This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I told you I was going to be on one tonight, man. I'm not pulling no punches, man. I'm not taking no shorts. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not tiptoeing around nothing. Holler at me, at RMDES on Twitter. After further review on Facebook, we in the building. Hard body karate is going down. And I challenge any of you guys to step out your comfort zone and holler at your boy. But you're worried about all your, you know, the people that you got to impress. And that's why I love, that's why I love to, you know, interact with some people on Twitter because they, you know, I like to show and prove that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And the only thing that they can come at me with is, oh, you're old and this and that. So I sure am. I sure am. 
And what? And what? So, again, it goes back to my statement about, you know, when I'm on different shows and, you know, doing my thing and I'm on Twitter or whatever, it gets very, very quiet. And I don't understand that. Nobody comes at me because they already know what time of day it is. And I talk so greasy, all these so-called sports heads and all that. And I had to tell Stephen A. Because I was on Stephen A's show, um, I think it had to be 2016, maybe, when the Giants and the Royals in the World Series. I was on Stephen A's show, and I'm a big baseball dude. I'm a big baseball dude. I'm a baseball head, period. And I had to, you know, kind of like give Stephen A. Smith the business on his own show. I had to tell him, like, you really, you really don't know baseball like that, do you? Stay in your lane, yo. Stay in your basketball lane. We're safe at. And he told me, he was like, yo, uh, um, you know, I didn't get into baseball. You know, my, you know, he was like his father. You know, he was a baseball fan and this and that and the third or whatever, whatever. He learned whatever he learned about baseball from his pops. And I'm not mad at that. But it's, it, it, you, you, you talking to somebody who's a shark, who's a baseball head. You can't tell me nothing, period. And you're supposed to be, you know, ESPN, $10 million man, Stephen A. Smith, and this and that and the third, and you don't know nothing about baseball? What's the matter with you, yo? Couldn't answer it. And don't fret, because I remember the show I was on. Because you know who came on after me? Tim Kirchens, ESPN. So don't try to play me. I got receipts. Don't get it twisted. Stephen A. Smith knows nothing about baseball. Nothing. So that was my little, you know, that's my little moment right there. But again, man, all I'm saying is I'm, I, that, that's my lane. Sports is my lane, yo. And when I, when I speak about this stuff, I talk about it from the heart, from the sleeve. I don't talk about, you know, just to be talking to try to be popular with people. I, don't, I can care less about what you do. I can care less about what you say. And I can even care more or less about what you, how you feel. I don't care how you feel. And if you feel you felt that strongly about it, you holler at your boy. The way this, this, this social media stuff, you can't wait to try to shut somebody down or embarrass somebody or play somebody out. You can't wait to do that. That's all I see all day up and down the timeline. That's all I do. That's all I see. People trying to embarrass each other, call each other out. I'm an old head. I know how to play the game. I got the game and gone. And all it's about is research. You, you young people are too lazy to research, but you know every damn thing. Then you kind of come over here in this sports lane and try to mess with the guard and I have to shut you down and hurt your feelings. And now you're mad. Now you want to call names and all that. That's beautiful. You can call names all you want. That don't make me bleed. I'm not jumping out no windows. I'm not jumping off no bridge. I'm not committing. No, I'm not doing none of that. So you could talk all day long. Just have that same energy when you see me. That's it. That's all. And I'm calm, cool, and collected. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. Shout out to uh, Stuart Scott. So again, I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the elephant in the room. I'm the boogeyman. I'm the bad guy. I'm the man the one you love to hate. Because I can get with you. And that's what you and and that's what these that's that's what the social media and these the millennials hate. They hate the fact that my old ass 
52 years old. I'll be 53 in August. August 13th is my birthday. I'll be 53. And I can get with you. Period. Baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, golf, horse race. What you want to do? So, and I'm good in my spot. I'm good in my spot. I'm all right. My thing is my thing. I, I move it the way I move it. So, again, understanding that I sit back and I watch how people move. And if you're talking crazy about these guys, I know you're talking crazy about me. But the difference between me and you is I tell you to your face. And you can't do that. Because I have snatched your heart out your throat already. I have snatched your heart already with my old ass. I'm supposed to be decrepit. Doing a walker and eating baby food and whatnot. Knock it off, man. You got the right one, man. This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. You got the mayor in the building. I'm going to take a pause to the cause, man. Get off my high horse for a second. Come down and mingle with the, with, with the people. All right? With the peasants and all that. Because when it comes to the sports thing, man, I'm on top of the game. I'm on top of the game, man. Understand that. All right? We're going to take a pause to the cause. We're going to come back, man. We're going to talk some... Um, Baseball, man, Subway Series and all that. And because um, I think the second half of the show, I'm going to talk some um, football. We're going to get to some NFL stuff. I know Wacko Bob is going to be is anticipating that because we're going to get into the AFC East. So that's where his Miami Dolphins live, the AFC East. This is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideround Pass, man. We're going to take a pause to the calls. We'll be right back. Peace. is open daily ride the wave into cool summertime family fun from the lazy lagoon to the dragon slide the new wave pool to the dive of the avalanche there's something for everyone purchase your season pass now for only 63.95 includes daily admission locker and tube discounts special meal deals and one free day pass order online at waterworkspark.com your summertime happy place is waterworks park the coolest place in ready My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions.
dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler? Then what are you waiting for? Join the PCW Work Farm now! Quality instructors, live monthly shows, classes every Wednesdays and Sundays, and with the most affordable rates in the United States, PCW has been Northern California's number one force in sports entertainment for the last 17 years. Pro Championship Wrestling, because it's time! Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630. For skis, watch, and clock. It may not happen in six months. It may not happen in a year. It may not happen in two years. But at some point, my dream is going to become a reality. The Harley Race Wrestling Academy the greatest wrestling school on God's green earth. Where champions aren't born, they're made. If you have the passion, the motivation, and the dream to become a professional wrestler, then make the right decision. Investing in your future starts right here at the Harley Race Wrestling Academy. For more information, go to HarleyRace.com. Make your choice right now. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped, every relationship we've cultivated, belongs to us. 
We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Building, man, after further review 2.0, aka the Sauron Pass, you got the bear in the house. You're still with me. I appreciate you if you are. If you're not, man, that's you know, it'll be all right. Um, I said what I said, man, that's what it is, you know what I'm saying. And, and, and again, man, um, no disrespect to you know anybody who feels disrespected, but the truth hurt, don't it? Truth hurt. So, so, so it just is what it is, man, and we're gonna move on from that. Um, Subway Series, man. Going on tonight, Yankee Stadium. Right now, the second game of a um, separate admission doubleheader. The first game was earlier today. The Yankees won that. It was 12 to 5. Um, the second game is going on right now. We're going to get you caught up with some baseball scores. Bottom of the fourth at Yankee Stadium. The Mets lead the Yankees 8 to 3. Top of the fifth at Citizens Bank Park. The Philadelphia Phillies lead the Arizona Diamondbacks 4 to 3. 
Top of the sixth at Camden Yards, the Orioles lead the Blue Jays 3-1. to one. Top of the fifth at Fenway, the uh, Texas Rangers lead the Boston Red Sox 4-3. to three. Top of the sixth in Tampa, the uh, Oakland A's lead the Tampa Bay Rays 4-2. to two. All right. Um, sixth inning in Miami. All right. The St. Louis Cardinals lead the Miami Marlins 2-1. to one. Bottom of the sixth in, in uh, Cleveland, the uh, Battle of Ohio, the Reds and the Indians tied at one, bottom of the sixth. Um, top of the fifth in, in Atlanta, the Braves lead the Pirates 4-3. to three. Um, Bottom of the third in Minnesota, the Mariners lead the Minnesota Twins 3 to nothing. Top of the third in Houston, the uh, Brewers and the Astros tied at two. Bottom of the second in Chicago, the White Sox are hosting the uh, Washington Nationals, and they lead 4-2 to two in the bottom of the second. Um, top of the third in Kansas City, the Tigers lead the Royals one nothing. Bottom of the first in Colorado. No score between the Cubs and the Rockies. All right, earlier today, like I said, the Mets and the Yankees played the first game of the Subway Series. Yankees won 12 to 5. All right, and we have late starts at 9:45 out at um, San Francisco between the Padres and the Giants. And then we got a 10 o'clock first pitch between the Angels and the Dodgers. So you got the Subway Series going on in New York. You got the Freeway Series going on in LA, and it's popping. You got the Battle of Ohio going on between the Cincinnati Reds and the Cleveland Indians. Um, talk about a few teams, man, and then we'll get into our top ten like we you know, like we normally do and all of that. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies, I want to talk about them a little bit. I did not pick them to make the playoffs. Yes, I did. I think I picked them to make the wild card against the Cardinals. I think I got the Cardinals and the Phillies in the wild card because the Braves are going to win the division. I got the Braves winning the National League East. Um, the Phillies, they've been in first place pretty much throughout this season. And they've been, you know, for the most part, pretty good. You know, um, their offense has a lot of talent. You know what I mean? They got the kid Reese Hoskins doing his numbers. You know what I'm saying? JT Realmuto, um, the guy they got, you know, in the, in the deal, I think, with, um, with the Marlins. They got you know, uh, Gene Segura and, okay, the big name Bryce Harper doing his numbers. Um, Andrew McCutcheon out for the year, okay. Um, they have a center field problem now that Andrew McCutcheon is gone with injury for the year. Um, they have some talent in their rotation. You know, Aaron Nola is pitching to a 4.63 ERA, and uh, the veteran Jake Arrieta pitching to a 4.29. Um, they need to pitch better. You know, they got to figure out what they're going to do with the back end of their bullpen. Um, David Robinson, remember that name sounds familiar um, to Yankee fans. He used to pitch for the Yankees. Hopefully he'll be back in July. Um, you know, the Phillies, man, I mean, you know, it's going to be a long summer in the National League East. And I think if, you know, the Phillies are in contention, you know, the, them and the Braves can go at it all summer long. I think that would be a great thing, you know. But I, I think that's what the Phillies are signing up to do, especially since, they, you know, they got Bryce Harper now. So it's all about content, contention for them. And, and, they're, and they're expected to be in contention. But, um, you know, you'd like, you like to think that they would be a playoff team, but um, as we speak right now, there's, there are legitimate concerns for the Philadelphia Phillies, all right? Um, the Atlanta Braves, you know, they won six of their last eight games, all right? The Braves are actually 18-9 and nine since the 9th of May, all right? Um, you know, but this team seems to get hot, and then they get cold. You know, uh, remember they lost four out of five games to close out the month of May, all right? Um, Mike Fultniewicz and Kevin Gossman definitely underperforming. But those guys are garbage pitchers anyway. 
know what I'm saying? They, 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 I, I mean, I said Atlanta would win the, the, the National League East. You know, I wasn't really, you know, thinking that those guys are going to really contribute that much. I thought that they would hold the fort down until they got to the trade deadline and, or maybe Dallas Keuchel could, you know, bring them some situation and they just signed Dallas Keuchel. So y'all need to listen to After Further Review 2.0, man. I'm just saying. We talked about the Braves and Dallas Keuchel. Now the Braves have just signed Dallas Keuchel, all right? Um, my favorite first baseman in the game right now plays for the Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman. I've been rocking with Freddie Freeman for a while now. That's my guy. Um, and, you know, they got a, a youngster by the name of Austin Riley who's doing his numbers. I think they need to be a little bit more consistent, you know, with the offense. Shout out to Ozzie Albies. You know what I mean? Shout out to Ronald Acuna Jr. Shout out to all those guys, man. But I think that the Braves and the Phillies are kind of parallel. You know what I mean? In terms of what to expect, you know, moving forward. All right? Um, again, you know, it's going to be these two teams battling it out all season long. You know, I think that, you know, the Dallas Keuchel acquisition for the Braves is kind of like, you know, gave them a little boost, put a little battery in their back so they could do a little bit more. Because, again, you know, with the pitching that they had, it wasn't really doing the numbers that they were expected to do. All right? Um, moving over to the National League Central, the Milwaukee Brewers. Mike Moustakas, he's got 20 home runs. Christian Yelich is, is doing crazy numbers. All right? The Brewers lead the league in home runs by a nice, a nice little margin. All right? They, you know, Yasmani Grandel, I didn't like that signing from Milwaukee. All right? They got him from the Dodgers. You know, the catcher, I just thought he was defensively. Yasmani Grandel, you know, he could do some things that, you know, he needed a lot of improvement. But he's doing his thing. So I'm not mad at that. Um, the Brewers, they, you know, they got a problem at first base. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what happened. You know, it, it was, it was all good for a minute, a, a minute ago, but now it's like, you know, they got the same problems, you know, start to, you know, rear their head. Um, Lorenzo Cain, you know, 33 years old, he might be entering his, you know, you know, age related decline phase where he's on the, you know, he's seen the, the peak of his career. So now it's going to start to go downhill a little bit. Um, their rotation behind Zach Davies is a big concern. Um, the bullpen in front of Jeremy Jeffress and Josh Hader isn't near what it was last year. But Josh Hader and Jeremy Jeffress aren't what, near what they were last year. So that makes sense, you know. But um, I think there are a lot of areas where the Brewers could do their thing. Man, if they're, if they're a, a contending club that's about, you know, winning and, 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 and you know, getting into the postseason, this is what they have to do. They have to kind of like deal with those, you know, low points in the season and, and, and turn negatives into positives, you know, and they're still hanging right there with the Chicago Cubs, you know, and I hope that remains the case, you know, and I think that, you know, seeing the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs in, 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 in making a nice playoff run, that isn't a uh, stretch at all. That's not a stretch at all. All right. Um, Chicago Cubs, man, um, they've been the second best team in the National League for most of the season, albeit a little quietly, you know what I mean, because they had two really, very bad stretches. They started the season one and six, okay, and they recently just lost eight out of ten before they got hot again, all right? Um, their offense isn't really that much of a concern, you know, but they, even though it's, you know, really, really top-heavy and they're relying on four stars, you know, and, and those guys are, you know, shout out to, you know, those guys are doing their thing. The Contreras of the world, the Rizzo's, those guys, the, you know, Chris Bryant, those guys, man. You know what I mean? 
Those guys are are, are, are really, really dope. Javi Baez, all those guys, man. Shout out to them. But I think that um, having, you know, uh, John Lester and Cole Hamill still at the top of your rotation, um, you know, with that inconsistency, that's going to be a problem. You know, you Darvish still isn't right yet. All right? There's still plenty of questions in the bullpen, even though they signed uh, Craig Kimbrell. All right? And Pedro Strupp is coming back from uh, injury. But I think that, um, you know, the Cubs, you know, you know that um, baseball is a marathon. We always say that. You know what I'm saying? And um, you got to worry about when the Cubs are going to, you know, get cold. All right? They get really, really hot, and then they get really, really cold. So the thing of concern with Chicago Cubs is that, you know, are they going to get cold at the wrong time? You know, um, it might even cost them the division. Or, you know, uh, even, you know, making the playoffs at all, you know. But I think if the Cubs get hot, they could, you know, they could win the whole thing. But I think that um, right now where we are, in, in, as far as the National League is concerned, as far as baseball, period. You know, I always talk about periods in baseball. The first period I talk about when I first get interested in the season, okay, because I'm always on top of it, but I don't really get deep into it until around Memorial Day. All right? So now the next point in the season where, you know, you start to, you know, try to figure out, you know, the focus of the season and how the season is going to shape up is the all-star break. Trade deadline, who's going to, you know, what kind of moves these teams are going to make. And then you take it to September 1st. So that's where we are right now. And, and you know, we, we're still in, you know, in the middle of a long season. The summer hasn't even got here yet. It's going to get hot. It's going to be crazy. And all these teams are good. And anything could happen. Um, as far as, you know, the other teams in the National League, I mean, the Diamondbacks and the Padres, they have talent. But I think they're a couple, you know, they're, they're, you know, especially the Padres might be a year, a year away. Colorado, they really run hot and cold. You know what I mean? And, but remember, they had a couple of, you know, hot streaks that were very, very well-timed that got them to the playoffs before. All right? Remember, they made, you know, they were the 2007 National League champs. All right? Um, the Mets, they seem, you know, really, really messed up in the game right now, but they're not really that far off of 500. And all it would take for them is a hot streak. The same thing with the Nationals. They aren't, you know, they're not really completely buried yet, and they have talent. The Cardinals, they feel like they should be so much better. And maybe they will. That's my World Series team, y'all. I picked the Cardinals to come out of the National League. Um, I need them to have another stretch where they win 20 out of 30 games. I need them to do that for me again. Um, the Pirates and the Reds are long shots, but they shouldn't be ignored. I think they could be spoilers if they play it right. Um, again, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals are doing their thing. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, they should be much better than what they're doing. But, again, I, I like the Cardinals to come out of the National League, man. All right? Um, getting into as far as the uh, American League and stuff like that, man, it's a lot of ways you can go with this, man, as far as the American League is concerned. Um, the Cleveland Indians. You know, I think that, you know, um, the Indians had a good series over Minnesota, and they had series win over the Yankees. You know, uh, uh, it was good to see, but I think they need to sustain that level. You know what I mean? Because, again, a lot of people are sleeping on the Cleveland Indians. And I'm one of them. I think the Minnesota Twins are going to win the American League Central. I said that before the season started. 
I like the Twins and I like what they're doing. But Cleveland, you know, they're, you know, they're the they're the they're the team that you know everybody respects out of that division and doing what they need to do. But they got to step it up. They definitely really got to step it up. Um, the Texas Rangers. One of the biggest surprises this season is the Texas Rangers. All right. Remember, they got swept in Houston about a month ago. But since then, they've won six out of their last eight series. All right? They're doing their thing. All right? Um, Boston Red Sox. You know, I got to talk about the Red Sox. Shout out to Big Poppy, man. Um, his situation is crazy. If you, if you haven't heard that, you know, he was um, shot in uh, the Dominican Republic. All right? And, you know, the, the behind-the-scenes situation behind that is kind of crazy, but he seems to be doing better. Um, the latest report is that um, he actually took, a, he took his first steps today. So he's getting better, and hopefully he'll be all right. Um, the Red Sox are 1-4 against the Yankees this season, and they just lost 3 out of 4 to Tampa Bay at home. So, again, um, you know, I, I hope it does continue. I'm a Yankee fan. I hope the Red Sox continue to go down the toilet. You know what I mean? Because it's, it, 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 it's good to see these Red Sox fans humble themselves. You know, because they feel like they're, you know, they're just getting into, they're just getting into the, the championship circle. Yankees got 27 rings. They got a whole bunch of championships to win to catch up to the Yankees. That's why we don't really pay no attention to the Red Sox fans. They're living their best life right now. You know, but, um, you know, when they play the Yankees, man, it's all bets are off, man. All about the Yankees all day. Um, speaking of the Yankees, man, you know this is. I think this is our worst week of the season so far. You know, um, we have won twenty or twenty-five games, but um, I, I think that you know it's it's a long season. We go through stretches like that. Didi Gregorius is back, so that's a positive thing. That's definitely positive, you know. And we're still doing our numbers, man, holding it down. Um, Tampa Bay Rays, Charlie. Moon. Martin is going to the All-Star game. Book it. He's 33 years old. He's had, you know, he's, he's had some great years with the Houston Astros, moved over to Tampa Bay, and he's still, you know, holding it down and doing his numbers. All right? The Minnesota Twins, Nelson Cruz, he's back off the injured list, and he's hit home runs in four straight games. I mean, the Minnesota Twins, man, I wouldn't be surprised if the Minnesota Twins was in the championship series. I wouldn't be surprised. This team is this team is good, and I really didn't. You know, a lot of people slept on the Minnesota Twins, man. But this team is good. I look at the acquisitions that they made. You know, Nelson Cruz. You know, I mean, for example, you know they're doing their thing out there in Minnesota, man. Respected Minnesota, Minnesota Twins used to be a thorn in the Yankees' side back in the you know the the, the Kent Erbeck days and Frank Viola and Kirby Puckett and all those guys. Garden Hire when he was the manager. You know what I'm saying? So, again, the Minnesota Twins are no joke. When they're good, they're good. So don't sleep on them. All right? Houston Astros. I mean, you know, once they get back to full strength, I think that, you know, they could be among um, the best teams in baseball, man. I, I, I like what the Houston Astros have done. You know what I mean? Um, last year, notwithstanding, you know, they, you know, the Red Sox gave it to them last year in the World Series. But it's all good, man. Things happen, man. You live and learn. But that, that Astros team is still dynamic. The Astros team is still potent, you know. And, um, you know, as we speak right now, the Houston Astros have a nine-game lead in the American League West. So you might as well. They're, they're putting the ink in the printer so they can print up those playoff tickets. 
It's about to go down. American League East, the Yankees are in first place. American League Central, the Minnesota Twins are in first place. Actually, the Yankees are tied with Tampa Bay for first place. Uh, Minnesota leads Cleveland by 10 and a half in the American League Central. Over in the National League, the uh, Phillies and the Braves are tied for first place. I'm loving this, and we didn't even get to the summer yet. I'm loving it. Uh, uh, National League Central, the Milwaukee Brewers are in first place by a half game over the Chicago Cubs. All right. Um, in the National League West, the Dodgers have a 10-game lead over the Colorado Rockies. So that's what it is, man, as far as, you know, this baseball thing is concerned, man. You know me, I mean, I, I love baseball, man. I love talking about baseball, man. I love chopping it up about baseball, and that's how we do, you know. Um, this is after further review, man, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You know me, man. 954-246-0398 is the match. You could always call in and chop up whatever you feel like chopping it up about. Um, or I can hold it down, man, and do what I do. You know, you know, I could talk for two hours. Two hours is nothing. You know what I'm saying? I do my numbers, man. Check me out. I'm here. I'm on Twitter at RM Desk, left-handed. I'm in the building. Shout out to my crew over there at um, Freshlander Radio. Check them out. Uh, every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, man, we in the building. We talking hip-hop. We talking culture. We talking sports. Check us out, man, every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Freshlander Radio, all right? Mondays, I'm on Calfani Radio from um, 8 to 9 p.m. Shout out to my man, Carlito. Shout out to Rockness Monster. Shout out to Miss um, um, Mobetta. And shout out to Queen Amina. We got it 8 to 9 p.m. every Monday night. Tuesday, man, ain't no need to explain what's already known. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass, right here every Tuesday night, 954-246-0398 is the math. It goes down hard body, 8 to 10 p.m. If you're going to come through, bring your A game. I think a lot of people are intimidated, man. But it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. It's all right. Get your weight up. That's all you got to do. Get your weight up and holler at your boy. Because I see, like, a lot of stuff going on, man. Like, a lot of people, you know, it's a lot of... A lot of nonsense being thrown around. And I don't like to deal with nonsense. So I think that it's, it's a blessing and a curse that people don't step to me like that because I give them the business. I don't care. I don't play with nobody's kids. I give you the business. And I think a lot of people are intimidated by that. You know, they, they, they want people to be on some, you know, oh, you're the greatest and this and that. They want to pat everybody on the back and I'm not get off with that fake plastic stuff. We don't play those games over here, all right? So if you're going to come over here, bring your A game. If you're intimidated, stay home. If you're scared, get a dog. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's basically the size of it, yo. You know the math. We've been doing this for a long time now. You know the numbers. You know how to get at me. You know how to get at me on Twitter. And if you don't, it don't say nothing about me. It says something about you because I'm here. I'm ready for the get down, all right? Game seven, Stanley Cup Finals, tomorrow night in Boston. Um, yo, I just, I, I, you know, St. Louis Blues, they had their chances. You know, um, the Boston Bruins going into the series and going into the playoffs. I talked about Tuka Rask. You know, Tuka Rask is my favorite goaltender in the NHL. He always comes up big. And, um, again, you know, he's, he's, He's come up big again in these Stanley Cup playoffs, man. And, uh, again, you know, the Boston Bruins are doing their numbers, man. And um, it's, it's, it's been a lot of 
you know, memorable moments, you know, um, during this, you know, playoffs run for the Blues and the Bruins. And um, it's game seven tomorrow night. You know, there's no more chances after tomorrow night. You know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to a, a, a great game seven. All right. And uh, hopefully, the, you know, if the Blues pull it off, I wouldn't be surprised. If the Bruins, you know, do their thing, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, prior to the start of the playoffs, man, there was a lot of talk about how Jordan Bennington, who's a rookie goaltender for the St. Louis Blues, and how his second half, how he turned it around in, in, in the second half of the regular season, how he would look in his, you know, in his first, um, you know, uh, go around in the playoffs. Um, it didn't take long for them to answer those questions. He made a big stop in the final seconds of uh, St. Louis's playoff opener. All right, um, you know, for the St. Louis Blues, for them to, you know, win that game um, in, in their opening round series. Um, the Blues took a two-zero lead. <laughs> In game in, in in the first round of the playoffs, they they lost the next two games at home. All right, they lost game four in overtime. All right, and then they, they were down two zero in game five, and it looked like they were on the ropes. But they uh, made a, a dramatic third period comeback. They 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 scored three goals, to snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. The game winner came um, by Jaden Schwartz with less than fifteen seconds to go. All right, against Winnipeg. All right, in the first round, they did their numbers. All right, um, I just think that you know St. Louis it was destined for them. I think they deserve you know after you know St. Louis has been through some things in the recent years. The Rams leaving, you know, um, but that's another story. You know, what I'm saying the Cardinals going through what they're going through. You know what I mean? And um, you know, I think St. Louis that's one city that deserves a championship. You know, and in hockey. It's the St. Louis. It's, it's St. Louis. Um, game seven at home for the Boston Bruins against Toronto. You know, it was every reason for them to feel confident. You know, um, again, because you know, in prior seasons, you know, Boston has been, you know, um, the thorn in Toronto's side in recent memory, especially at home. But this year's game seven between Toronto and Boston didn't feel like it totally belonged to Boston until Sean Corrali. Um, you know, ripped the shot past Anderson at the beginning in the third period, all right? The, that goal doubled the Boston Bruins' lead, and it gave them insurance down the stretch. And I just think that, you know, the, the Bruins, you know, played better hockey. I think they had, first of all, they had the better goaltending, all right? Their back line is decent. Shout out, shout out to um, the homie, you know, Zadera Charo, all right? I hope he's recovering from his broken jaw. He won't even be thinking about a broken jaw if they win the cup tomorrow night. Um, and, and their front line is dope. So the Boston Bruins are doing their numbers, man. Um, the second round series for Boston against Columbus, they, you know, they, they struggled a little bit because they were down two games to one. All right. Um, I think game five was big for Boston. You know, David Pasternak scored two big goals in third period in game five. And I think that was the turning point in that series. You know, um, Going back to the St. Louis Blues, man, I think that, um, you know, the St. Louis Blues need to do what they need to do, man. I think, you know, they got here, you know, it was it was, it was an overtime game and did what they needed to do. Um, you know, St. Louis Blues, you know, deserve it, man. They, you know, again, they were down 2-0 and, and they came back and did their numbers. So it all comes down to, you know, tomorrow night. Shout out to um, Patrick Maroon. You know what I mean? He does his thing, man. You know, he did his thing against Dallas. 
You know, that series was back and forth. You know, um, game three was crazy. The team straighted goals all night long, you know, um, until, you know, the homie Patrick Maroon came, came through and did his thing. Um, again, they had to go to game seven in that series against Dallas. And again, Patrick Maroon did his thing, double overtime. That's playoff. That's Stanley Cup hockey. That's what makes the playoffs in hockey, the, to me, in my opinion, the best postseason. You know, the games being on to 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning, notwithstanding, I love it. That's what got me hooked on hockey in the first place. Now having, you know, coming in the house late at night, not having nothing to do, and the playoffs are still on. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. The game is in double overtime. Like, what the hell is this? I told the game, I'm like, oh. So I got into it. You know what I mean? And um, I've always been like a, I, I say I call myself a casual hockey fan. But now I'm into it, really. I'm really into it, man. I understand the game a lot better. And I think that the, the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best postseason in all sports. The NHL All-Star game is the best All-Star game. And you could call me up and debate it if you want to. I, I, I would like to know your opinion on that. I think the NHL playoffs are the best postseason in, in, in all the sports. Better than the NFL. Better than in Major League Baseball. And I'm a baseball head. Definitely better than the NBA playoffs. You know, so here we are, Game 7, Stanley Cup Finals. You know, so um, again, man, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. It's going to be great. If you're not, you know, you're not into hockey, I think this will be the game to watch. Game 7. All right? So, again, it's a winner-take-all, sudden, you know, no sudden death and all that. It's just overtime. If it goes that way, I kind of want it to go overtime. I kind of, the longer the game, the better, the more exciting. All right, so shout out and good luck to St. Louis. Shout out and good luck to uh, Boston, man. All right, this is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We're going to take another pause for the cause. Wow, I didn't realize I was talking that much, man. We got to take a pause for the cause, man. We come back, we're going to get into our NFL early preview, AFC East style. All right, this is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We rock until 10 o'clock tonight. I got you. is open daily. Ride the wave into cool summertime family fun. From the lazy lagoon to the dragon slide, the new wave pool to the dive of the avalanche, there's something for everyone. Purchase your season pass now for only $63.95. Includes daily admission, locker and tube discounts, special meal deals, and one free day pass. Order online at waterworkspark.com. Your summertime happy place is Waterworks Park. The coolest place in Ready. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. 
If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler then what are you waiting for join the pcw work farm now quality instructors live monthly shows classes every wednesdays and sundays and with the most affordable rates in the united states pcw has been northern california's number one force in sports entertainment for the last 17 years pro championship wrestling because it's time Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630. For skis, watch, and clock. It may not happen in six months. It may not happen in a year. It may not happen in two years. But at some point, my dream is going to become a reality. The Harley Race Wrestling Academy. The greatest wrestling school on God's green earth. Where champions aren't born, they're made. If you have the passion, the motivation, and the dream to become a professional wrestler, then make the right decision. Investing in your future starts right here at the Harley Race Wrestling Academy. For more information, go to HarleyRace.com. Make your choice right now. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography.
This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. <laughs> we connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com.
building man after further review 2.0 aka the side round pass yo time fries when you having fun my dude word up man it's all good man um having a great conversation man talking sports doing what i do every tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m eastern standard time man live and direct all right um don't be a stranger man all right we talked some you know we talked some um stanley cups we talked some nba finals you know what i mean um, I wanted to kind of squeeze in a little WNBA, but I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get that in. I might try to get that in a little bit by the time we get up out of here. But um, I want to talk a little football, man. Um, we're doing a little early, you know, early football talk. Last week I talked about the um, NFC East. So this week I'm going to slide over to the AFC East, Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, um, New York Jets, New England Patriots. We're going to talk about them, you know, each one of those squads a little bit. And um, I think I am going to get some WNBA talking before we get up out of here, all right? We got to 10 o'clock, and I'm a rock, man. So this is what we do. Um, the Buffalo Bills, man, um, you know, Josh Allen, it all begins with him. 
You know, last year he started 11 games. Buffalo Bills are the 31st ranked passing offense in the league. Um, the Bills do, you know, have uh, a few uh, uh, upgrades on the offense. You know, Allen, he did play 12 games as a rookie. But, um, you know, he, I think, you know, his numbers weren't the, where they're supposed to be because, you know, he had a little bit of a suspect talent around him, you know. But um, I think the Bills, they, they approached that. They dealt with it. Um, they signed, you know, a, a bunch of uh, good players at skill positions. They signed uh, John Brown, the wide receiver, okay, um, a, a, as a free agent. They picked up Cole Beasley from Dallas. They got Tyler Croft at tight end. All right, and they got uh, they got Jake Fisher, all right, to play on the offensive line, um, and they got Frank Gore as a running back and T.J. Yeldon from Jacksonville. So they definitely made some offensive some off, some upgrades on the offensive on on, on their offense. Um, you know, they, they they drafted well. They spent two third round draft picks on running back Devin Singletary. All right, he's out of Florida Atlantic, and tight end Dawson Knox. All right, he's out of Mississippi. So, again, man, I think right now, you know, Josh Allen, he has two legitimate deep threats, okay? Um, you know, John Brown on one side and uh, the second-year surprise, Robert Foster, all right, on the other side, okay? Um, they got to have a reliable receiver in the slot in Cole Beasley. They got a fourth option in the kid, Zay Jones. I like him, okay? Quiet is kept. I like Zay Jones. Um, and, 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 again, man, um, the running game for Buffalo, LaShawn McCoy. You know what I mean? He has a future Hall of Famer to back him up in Frank Gore. You know what I mean? And, and I think T.J. Yeldon is definitely going to help, you know, as a third down back. And um, it makes some things, you know, uh, better for the Buffalo Bills, man. And definitely, you know, I think they'll improve on their 6-10 and 10 record from last year. Um, what is their offensive line going to look like? Um, I think, you know, the Bills, they, you know, they, they got busy um, on the offensive line. They signed six unrestricted free agents. All right, they use a second round pick to select uh, Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. All right, so it's it's possible um, that Buffalo could have five new starters on the offensive line. I think the first, the only one that they could have to hold over to start is that left tackle with Deion Dawkins, but he's going to have to really play better than he did last year. All right, because he was a rookie in 2017 and he really played well. Um, Buffalo spent a lot of money to sign Mitch Morse. I think they, he's making about $11 million a year, all right? Um, I think that, you know, what, what they got to do, man, is, is deal with it, you know, get the, 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 the continuity, you know what I mean? They brought in, you know, Quentin Spain and John Feliciano and Spencer Long and those guys. Um, um, Quentin Spain uh, was a starter for the Jets, okay? And Spencer Long was a starter, I mean, excuse me, Spain was a starter for Tennessee, and Long was a starter for the Jets, man. So, again, man, I think um, they, could, they could make some things happen. So they just have to get together and, and, and um, work together as a, as a unit, and that offense will definitely be a lot better, man. Um, defensively for Buffalo, Ed Oliver. Wow. He fell into Buffalo's lap at number nine. And I think that he's going to fit into um, Sean McDermott's system perfectly because, you know, that 4-3 defense, you know, is built for Ed Oliver, okay, because, you know, he's quick off the ball and he has an innate ability to penetrate and blow plays up in the backfield. So look for, you know, Buffalo to be very, very much improved on the defensive side of the ball, man. Um, Kyle Williams, he retired, and, you know, he left a, you know, a big hole at that three-technique spot. 
So I think Ed Oliver is going to slide right into that role. You know what I mean? But I think what makes Ed Oliver a very intriguing uh, selection for Buffalo is that he has, you know, very rare pass skills for interior linemen. So watch out for the Buffalo Bills, man. I think that, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to, you know, be a playoff contender, but they're definitely going to be better than what they were last year. They're going to put a lot of pressure on a lot of people. All right? So that's, that's, that's what we're looking at for the Buffalo Bills. All right? Um, next up the bat, Wacko Bob is favorite team in the whole wide world, the Miami Dolphins. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, they, they made a, you know, a big trade. They got Josh Rosen. Um, I think that, you know, this draft, you know, features several quarterbacks, but I think, you know, Miami faced a conflict a little bit, you know, um, you know, they wanted to, you know, deal with, you know, you know, value of a, of a quarterback with the 13th overall pick. I think with so many other holes that they had to fill on their roster, it just felt a little premature. So I think that you know Miami, they stayed true to their to their draft board. I think, and they drafted Kristen Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson, with the 13th pick. Um, but you know, things happen. You know, um, you know, uh, life comes at you fast. And I think their general manager of Miami, I think his name is Chris Greer. He ended up with Josh Rosen. You know what I mean? And after after Arizona drafted for Kyler Murray, we knew that Josh Rosen wasn't long for Arizona, and and, and to me, it made sense for Miami to to go and get um you know Josh Rosen, and Miami only spent the sixty second pick, okay, to get Rosen. One year, this is one year after. All right, Arizona traded up to take Rosen at number ten. If you remember that draft. So I think, you know, I think Miami, you know, they have their quarterback for the next 10 years. But I think, you know, he's going to have to, he's going to have to play. You know, shout out to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's going to be a definite, you know, uh, uh, somebody that can really hold that spot until Rosen is ready. But I, I think if I, if I remember talking to Wacko Bob a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this. And I think, if, if correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, um, mentioned that, um, Fitzpatrick was going to be the quarterback until Rosen was ready, or am I wrong? Am I wrong on that? No, you're not wrong at all on that. To be honest, here I'm. Uh, I do believe that. Um, I do believe that uh, Fitzpatrick is uh, going to uh, going to have to start. I think he's going to have to start at least. I, you know, and I'm, you know, and I'm looking at it here. I'm, lo- I'm looking at at least. He's he's going to have to start at least half this season. He's not. You know he's he's not he's not in he's not injury prone. I will say that he's not injury prone, but I will say he'll last a heck of a lot longer. He'll last a heck of a lot longer than uh, than the one than uh, you know the last person uh, Rosen was behind, and Rosen will be able to get slowly get his feet wet the proper way. Yeah, yeah. People yeah, gotta remember, I, I, Rosen went in there, the mo- went into that draft last year, the most pro ready of all the quarterbacks. Right, right, and he right, got embar- right. and he got embarrassed, and it wasn't his fault. Mm. But this is a Dolphin team that still has to have room for improvement, and I'd rather stick with stick with experience instead of letting someone who's still going to be looking like he's the rookie coming in That's and right. putting him out there. So I mean, you know, it's That's not, right. and, uh, and I'm big, I'm I'm big, I'm for Rosen. I am for him, but. I would, I would, I would, I would want to sit on the bench for a year and hope that the offensive line can toughen up, and you can. Right, you, you, right, you can right. Make, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, 
I wanted to get your opinion on on, on that because definitely that offensive line has definitely got to be right if they plan on having Josh Rosen as their quarterback for the next ten years. Um, I think that um, you know they did you know draft um, the kid Michael Dieter. He's a guard out of Wisconsin. And I think that, you know, Jesse Davis is going to work out for you guys on the offensive side. And Laramie Tunsil, I'm cheering for you. You already know how I feel about Laramie Tunsil. I'm cheering for him, man. You know what I mean? I do, yeah. You know, and, and I think Miami, you know, you guys have enough pieces to establish a strong foundation up front. I just think that that right tackle spot might be a potential problem because, you know, uh, Jawan James left in free agency. So what, what are you guys going to do at the right tackle spot? Well, this is where I kind of wish, you know, I mean, you know, he wound up going a couple of, uh, a couple of, uh, play, you know, uh, picks before to the Cincinnati Bengals, but, you know, I was, uh, hoping that he would be there, you know, and that would be the Dolphins pick because I think either him or Cody Ford would have been a lot stronger than Jawan James would have been on, you know, as far as, as uh, far as being the better blockers go, but it really didn't work out that way, you know, and they, they really, what they need they really need to get. They really need to get a a real a strong center, and centers are hard to hard to get. Mm. Centers centers are not not the easiest ones to get. If you, you you can get a center that can do the job, but to get a great center, it's not easy. But what they need, right, you, right. but they need to get a center. But they do need to get that. If if any two positions have to be great, great two great players on him. It's going to be on both ends as tackles. Right. And that's what's really going to hurt them. I mean, if you you want it to work out, you want that center covered, you want that center covered, and you want the two tackles covered, and you want guards that can do just enough to keep to keep them away from your quarterback and simply protect the quarterback. That's yeah. what you want, you know, and that's that's the only way it's going to work out at this point for for a guy like I said, who was the most pro ready of all the quarterbacks going into going into the draft in 2018, no doubt. So it's 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 like I said, you know, we can I could go on and on with this. The Dolphins uh-huh. aren't going to be they're, the Dolphins. They're, they aren't going to be the best team in their division. They're not even going to come close. The mm. Jets and Bills did more to, more to make the progress that they need to make than the Dolphins did. Simple okay. as that. Okay. Simple as that. You heard it from Wacko Bob right here first. Um, the New England Patriots. Um, I think you know, you know, Rob Gronkowski. You know, you know, Super Bowl champions. Rob Gronkowski retired. You know, for what it's worth. Um, I think that you know they're gonna. They, you know, it's like they're gonna. It's the next man up for them. You know, they don't have you know huge talent at tight end. So I think they're gonna look at you know other other players at other positions. Um, in regards to, you know, moving the ball around, you know, James White, you know, we already know he's a natural pass catcher, so he's going to probably take on an increased workload. Um, you know, the Patriots, they also added uh, a couple of receivers that are six foot two or taller. You know what I mean? Um, they added Demarius Thomas to free agency. Um, Josh, Josh Gordon signed a restricted free agent tender. Um, and then they drafted. I think this is, this is, this is why the Patriots are the Patriots. They drafted with the 32nd pick in the first round, Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State. And I think he's going to be a star. I think Nikhil Harry is going to be a star. And I think that, you know, Belichick is up to his old tricks and they could do some things in New England. Um, but the question is, what, which quarterback is going to, you know, back up, you know, Tom Brady? Um, 
I think, you know, Brian Hoyer was a very solid backup, you know, in 2018, all right, because, you know, he helped prepare the defense in the meetings and on the scout team. Um, I think that, you know, Belichick, you know, he, he makes the habit of carrying three quarterbacks. So, again, I think that, um, you know, uh, they drafted uh, Jared Stidham, didn't they, the kid from Auburn? Yeah, they drafted him in the, in the fourth round. So I think that, um, you know, he's going he's gonna to definitely sit and watch and learn. But I think that um, he's going to have to definitely get in there if he wants to, you know, if they want to have a smooth transition from when, you know, Tom Brady decides to, you know, to, to, to sit down. But um, I think that um, if Stidham, you know, if he comes in and he, he moves ahead at an accelerated pace, you know, Brian Hoyer could get bumped. So that, that's, that's what we're looking at as far as the Patriots are concerned. Real quick, um, the New York Jets, Sam Donald. He has to improve. But, I mean, he finished the season strong. He threw 114 passes without an interception to finish the season. All right? The Jets made uh, a bunch of uh, notice, no, uh, notable offseason upgrades. All right? Um, they have, you know, Le'Veon Bell and running back now. Uh, you know, giving Darnold an explosive playmaker. They have, you know, Jamison Crowder to go in the slot. And then they have a guard in the offensive line, Kalichios Melli. You know what I mean? So, again, um, Adam Gase, the new head coach, has some things to deal with. Um, you know, their front office problems notwithstanding. All right, they just hired a new general manager. Um, but they still have to get it done on the field. I think the lack of vertical threats and a proven starting center are concerning for the Jets. I know they, I, I know they miss Nick Mangold. I know they miss him now. But I think that um, Donald, you know, he showed some signs of promise. You know, he had six touchdowns and one interception in his last four games. And I think that, you know, he, he's, doing, he's, he's moving according to plan. All right? But he has to continue to steadily improve. And if he can continue to do that, then the Jets will be better. Um, how much better would the Jets be on defense? You know, on paper, you know, everybody wins the Super Bowl on paper. You know, the Jets made, you know, significant defensive improvements. They signed uh, uh, C.J. Mosley, which would make them much more consistent up the middle. They drafted Quentin Williams from Alabama with, number three, with the number three pick in the draft. All right, so that gives the Jets immediate help against the run, you know, and um, likely an uh, easier path to the quarterback for Leonard Williams. All right, and, um, you know, in the secondary, they got Jamal Adams and Marcus May. They have the potential to be elite. So Greg Williams should really, you know, have, you know, uh, his players, you know, flying around. You know, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to be opportunistic. And they're going to make their moves. But I think for the Jets on defense, their biggest question is that corner. All right? Um, you know, the only, the only proven, you know, uh, secondary player they have back there is Tremaine Johnson. So I think um, – you know, you have to watch that, you know, as far as the roster is concerned. They need to, you know, get stronger in the secondary. Um, if the Jets still struggle in, 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 pass, in pass coverage, uh, Bob, I think, you know, that improvement up the middle that they made is not going to make that much of a difference at all. That, and that's just me, you know. Um, I think, you know, the coaching staff for the Jets, you know, Adam Gase, you know, he's in charge, and he's going to spend most of his time working with the offense. You know, Greg Williams is going to probably have just total control of the defense. 
But um, I think, you know, everything else about that situation is going to be interesting to watch. Um, because Adam Gase and Greg Williams are hyper-competitive, very demanding, and they're going to be trying to beat each other in practice. So, and, and that should make the Jets better off from the door because they're going to practice better. All right? Um, I think that, you know, the Jets have some things going for them. If they could, if it all comes together, but Bob, again, we're talking about it right now from an on and you know on paper aspect. You know what I'm saying? And again, everybody want, wins the Super Bowl on paper. But I think that you know if the Jets can get off to a good start, you know they get they 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 have to show and prove from the beginning. They play Buffalo the first game, then they play Cleveland on a Monday night, then they go to New England. All right, then their bye is in Week Four. So I think we'll know about the Jets by their bye week. We'll see where they are. All right? They got two division games, and they're playing the upstart Cleveland Browns. All right? In front of everybody on Monday Night Football. So we'll see what it is with the New York Jets, man. So that was just our little quick um, run-through, man, our early season, you know, early early season uh, run-through. Next week, you already know what it is. We're going to go to the um, AFC North. All right? So we'll, we'll have it covered, man. And before we get into our real uh, football previews and all that stuff, you'll hear from Wacko Bob and, and, and the rest of the crew at Action VR Network, man. We in the building doing what we do, hard body karate, man. Hope you rock with us, man. All right. Um, right now, man, I'm going to get into the three-minute rant. All right. The three-minute rant. What I'm going to talk about this week on the three-minute rant, man. Um, the WNBA. I feel like, you know, um, it doesn't get enough uh, mentioning. It doesn't get, it, it really doesn't. And uh, it deserves more, you know, and, and I'm, I'm a real big fan of the WNBA. I like what they've done, you know, as far as growing their league, you know, um, the, the, you know, the players are, are, are becoming a little bit more familiar to people, you know, and um, again, you know, I'm not going to harp on the fact that we talked about before as far as, you know, the sal- you know, salary inequity and all that stuff, but I think that's going to come, you know. Um, as far as, you know, up to date right now with the WNBA, um, the Washington Mystics, you know, they're undefeated with Ele- Elena Deladon in the lineup. But um, Connecticut, man, they're, they're doing their numbers, man. They're 5-1, and one, all right? Connecticut beat Washington. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's in the season opener. But they didn't have Elena Delanon. So, again, man, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a great season. A lot of things going on as far as the WNBA is concerned. But um, I think the team that's making the biggest rise, the Indiana Fever. Remember, they were garbage last year. All right? Now they're over 500. You know what I mean? Outside of the rookies that they added in the draft. None of them are playing more than 17 minutes a game. This is basically the same roster that they had last year. You know what I'm saying? So again, um, you know, I, I think that six and twenty-eight, they they seen their worst days. That that was their record last year, six and twenty-eight. Um, the biggest surprise to me is Las Vegas. Like, what's going on? You know, but I think you know it's just, it's still a little newness into that situation or whatever. So I think that you know, you know, the the, the, the Las Vegas Aces are still a top team, and they're most likely going to finish on top of the standing you know, at the end of the season, because they're too talented. You know, they got the whole entire rest of the season to figure it out. But I think it's going to take some time for everything to come together, as it usually does, 
You know what I mean? Because they got to bring, you know, Liz Cambridge into the mix. He's my favorite WNBA star, Liz Cambridge. And, um, again, bring her, along, bring her along slowly, man. I just think that, um, you know, the WNBA, if you're not rocking with it, rock with it. You know what I mean? And you heard it from me. You know what I mean? Take my advice. I'll never steer you wrong. All right? The WNBA is doing their thing. All right? So that's basically it. We're about to get up out of here, man. These two hours flew by. All right? I hope that, um, you know, you enjoyed the show, man. We do what we do every Tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Set thanks to my man, Wacko Bob, for holding me down. Um, and that's how we get it in, man. I, I, I still think that, you know, even though we don't have 90 million followers and all that stuff, we still give, the, you know, the, uh, a better sports show than what, you, what you're used to. You know, we don't bloviate and yell and scream about nonsensical stuff. You know what I mean? And if you like it, cool. Get at me. I'm on Twitter. I'm, I'm available to be tested. I'm here for the chop up. Let's get it popping at RM Desk. That's my Twitter page. Um, after further review on Facebook, get at me. Let me know what you think. Shout out to um, Action VR. Shout out to Mixler.com, Sunny Cruz, Wacko Bob, um, Chuck Skull, the whole unit, my man John Etch, my man Lamont Battle, the whole crew, man. All right. This is the uh, mayor. I haven't said that in a long time. All right. Get at me, man. We'll get at y'all next week. I'm about to blow Tuesday night. Another one. We knocked it down, and we knocked it out. Talk to y'all next week, man. Peace.
dancing. That's a breathtaker. I produce, aka the Undertaker. You wanna come down to the underground old school? Here's a shovel. Can you dig it, fool? Can you dig it? From the school of old, hardcore, keep the folklore wreck. Three to the two, and one mic check. Mass skill, blow ill on the mess of steel. That's the grill of the microphone I just killed. Party people, it's your party tag team is through. Whoop, there it is, I thought you knew. Whoop. 